0: Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah M. Chepel, and we're here today to talk about the three pillars of a holistic business. This is the underpinning of much of my work of the past year, was really distilling down how I grew my business, how I did that in a way that was in alignment with my values, and then helping you guys to understand that through this podcast, through the Holistic Business Academy, and through my coaching and programs. Before I go any further, I'm recording this after a week of police brutality, murder, death that is affecting, I mean, all of us, but specifically folks in our Black communities. And Sitting here and talking about business when people are dying, um, it's definitely a place of nuance and a place of, you know, kind of making me question why, right? And I'm sharing this not to be like, oh, poor Sarah doesn't know what to do with her life. That's not what we're getting at here. But if you, especially those of you who are white, but, um, you know, are starting to feel like this kind of nihilism around your own work, right? Like, why does any of it matter? Everything is so fucked up. I want to venture that that's actually part of the problem, right? If we get to the place where things are, that things being fucked up is normalized, which is actually where we are, right? That's, that's why we are having uprisings. That's why we're in the streets protesting. That's why we are donating and trying to support people while they are still alive. And to hold accountable the police and the political systems that are causing so much death and pain. The, the overwhelm of, oh, everything is so fucked up, so nothing I do matters, that is part of the problem. And when it comes to small business, and I'm sharing sure like, this because like, it's like, how, how do I show up and do my job when my friends, my peers, my colleagues are in immense pain, when humans around the world are in immense pain, where people are being murdered, right? I don't have a perfect answer to that, but I know that the work of small business does matter. No, we can't buy ourselves out of systemic racism and injustice. We have ample evidence of that. But I do believe that when you are well-resourced, when you have money to support yourself, your family, your community, that it's easier to show up and fight. And I think that matters. I also believe that small business, values-led business, does change the world. It does chip away at the, the foundations of exploitative capitalism because we get to try to choose to do things differently, to explore new possibilities. That's what business owners do. We make new worlds. We solve problems. And your work matters. We need you rested. We need you cared for. We need you resourced. We need you to have a fuck ton of money, <laughs> and we need your ideas and your dreams. And that's something that we get to do as small business owners, is is even just in our our small spheres of influence, to create change, create good jobs, ask hard questions. If you're grieving, and you are tired, I hope that you get good rest this week. I hope you are able to take a pause. I hope you're able to find some joy. And if you feel like giving up, you feel like your work doesn't matter or having a business doesn't matter and that, you know, none of it matters, I hope hope that maybe this will spark some inspiration so that you can find the places where you have personal agency and can help to create change in your small community, in your small online presence, in the people that you serve with your business. That your work matters. So when we look at holistic business, these things are not separate, right? A holistic values-led business—you know—we can't just take making money (laughs) out of of context. Almost any action that we take in late capitalism causes harm. It's 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 the, the web of of impact is so nuanced and so challenging. So even having a small business is is a band-aid, right? It's not going to, it doesn't fix everything at once. But we do have these small places, maybe even not so small, where we can shift things. We can shift by actually integrating our values into our businesses. So when we're looking at holistic business, I've distilled it into, into three pillars. This is what I teach inside the Holistic Business Academy. And if you're interested in learning more about that program, you can check out the link in the show notes or go to holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact, where we have a free training that goes more deeply into this. And then we'll give you an opportunity to join us in the academy if you desire. And I wanted to share the basics of the framework here, because I actually think it's really important. I think it's important to, to start to get ever more clear of what it looks like to build ethical values driven businesses, especially right now. Like how do we keep doing our work? How do we keep showing up? How do we keep leading in our communities? How do we keep asking better questions and creating, supportive, creating a supportive world? So our three pillars, it's actually very simple. <laughs> simple is not the same as easy, right? It doesn't, I'm not saying growing a business is easy per se, but it is simple. There's three primary steps. The first pillar is become. The second pillar is attract. And the third pillar is convert. And the become pillar is kind of where we're going to spend the bulk of our time today, because this is the work that a lot of people skip. It's really the most foundational, important work that we do inside the Holistic Business Academy. And it's the work that also pertains, I think, most specifically to finding those places of where, where we do have personal agency and where we can create change and starting to separate out things that are beyond our control and things that are in our control. Because as business owners, knowing the difference is really important, Right. When we get hyper-focused on things outside of our control, whether that is whether or not someone will buy, that's actually outside of your control, whether that is systemic injustice, racism, and murder by the police, like that is outside of your control to some extent. Of course, there are acts that we can do to, to start to create change there, but what is in your control? How you let your values influence your business, your hiring practices, right? The kind of work that you create, whether or not you create work that is guided towards liberation and, and freeing people from, the, you know, their own internalized impression, or whether it's work that reinforces status quo. Recognizing that's probably on a continuum, right? It's not not about getting it perfect, but what what are we trying to accomplish here? What do you do with the money you make? How do you care for yourself and others with your resources? In the Become pillar, what we're focused on is figuring out how to be embody, become the kind of business owner who has the kind of business that you want. This concept is based on a pretty classic brain-based coaching model, which is that the results that we have are based on how we've been being. So our thoughts, our emotions, our beliefs dictate our actions, which create our results. So within a coaching model, what we're looking at again, is where we have personal agency, where we can exert control, what we can change. And we can change a lot about who we are, about how we move through the world. So much of what dictates how we move through the world is based on habits. Those habits come from beliefs or old trauma or coping mechanisms or whatever, a whole bunch of stuff. But that's a place where we can start to shift it. And some of that can be done within the context of a coaching model. And some of that, to be super fucking clear, you need a therapist. So always a great question to ask, what layer am I working on here? <laughs> do I need a medical professional or do I need someone who's going to help me get into action? Coaches are more about getting into action. In this become, if this is first stage in business, is recognizing that you, have, you get to start being the kind of person now who has the kind of results you want. We want to reverse engineer it. We want to look at, okay, what are those results that I desire that I don't have? What kind of person gets those results? Who do I need to be? How do I need to behave? What choices do I need to make? We dig even deeper here, and we start to see that one of the reasons we don't have what we want is because of the way that our beliefs dictate the actions that we take. One of my favorite examples is the eat the rich, right? I've mentioned this on the show before, but I think it's a really useful one. A lot of folks, especially folks listening to this show, especially people who are interested in having a values-led business, also have a hatred of the rich, believe that rich people are bad, that rich, rich people steal their money, that um, rich people are, uh, are greedy, right? And that if you have more money or you become rich, that you'll be a bad person, It's really hard to take action in your business that creates impact and generates income if you think that people with more money than you are bad. Your brain doesn't really understand the nuance of when you say eat the rich, you probably mean the people who have literally become like, you know, made trillions of dollars during a global pandemic and a racial justice uprising, right? (laughs) While millions of people have gone on unemployment. There's a great, I don't know if it's really a meme, infographic Going around Instagram right now talking about how you are closer to being unhoused than you ever are to being a billionaire. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty willing to stand behind that if you listen to this show. Right? And we still tend to think of whatever wealth we create, whatever revenue we generate, we hold ourselves to the same standards that you want to hold Jeff Bezos to, right? That you want to hold people with billions and billions of dollars. If you believe you say, if you're one of those people who's like, eat the rich, which I think is funny. I'm here for it. <laughs> your brain doesn't know what that means. Rich is vague. <laughs> do you mean eat billionaires? Or do you mean eat the version of you that is, has a business that makes six figures, which means you're probably getting paid ooh, 40 to dollars 40 to $60,000 a year, which may cover all your bills and allow you to start saving, but that's also pre-tax, and then you also need health care? That version of you is not rich, but your brain doesn't know that your brain is, has been trained to believe that making more money is bad or that when you make money, you're taking away from someone else, which is also just, it's simply not true. And I don't even mean that like in like a spiritual sense. I know there's like, you know, money is energy and all that. And that's super fine if that framework works for you. But I mean, from like a tactical economic perspective, you making money does not take money away from other people. Money is a construct. And they literally invent more of it every single week. It, 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 it doesn't, it, I mean, it has massive impact, but doesn't exist in the way that we think of. It's not a finite pie. That's just the money examples. What happens if you have a belief that, I mean, I have this one, honestly, it's something I'm working on a lot right now, that if you're more visible, people will judge you. That they'll even hate you, that they'll come after you, right? That if you make a mistake in public, that you're going to be ostracized. That you're going to lose everything. That you're going to hurt people's feelings. That's actually a big one for me. I'm very worried about hurting people's feelings, of causing people pain. Yes, that has to do with my childhood. (laughs) If you have a belief that being visible isn't safe, and maybe you have every reason to believe that, Maybe every experience you've had has said that being visible isn't safe, that you'll be ostracized, that you'll be kicked out, that you'll get in trouble, that you'll be hurt. Of course, it's going to be hard to grow a business where you have to be visible. So even if you want the thing, you're going to have a hard time outperforming your unconscious mind that's saying that being visible isn't safe. Why would you post an Instagram story with your face on it if you believe that it's not safe? And safety is not equally available to everybody. So this becomes even more nuanced, right? Where can you create change? Where do you feel comfortable starting to create change? Maybe it's not around visibility. Maybe it's something else. But the key here in looking at we have to become that kind of person who has the results we want is recognizing that we're not going to outperform who we're being. You're not going to magically become a very successful business owner if you're not being the person who takes the actions that lead to business success. We tend to approach things of, you know, I'll be happy when I make more money. I'll feel safe when I have more money. I actually had to laugh at myself this week. We've had um, our two best months of business back-to-back in June and July and hit a major revenue goal this year already. And um, I still don't feel safe. I feel terrified. I've been able to take some actions towards that result, but having more money, having a more successful business hasn't changed who I am. Having that hasn't changed who I am. So much so that I'm navigating personally, like this is my reality right now, The, 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 the burnout that my body creates, the illness, the literal physical illnesses that my body creates when we're no longer safe. We hit this big revenue goal, I don't feel safe. I've been, I've been ill mentally and physically since my launch in July. It's not a complaint. I'm just sharing. Like I, that doesn't making more money doesn't change how I feel. It doesn't change who I am and who I'm being. I have to start there. The externals do not change our internal reality quite as much as we would like, especially once it's already baked in. That's why seeing evidence in our own lives of change or joy or support doesn't necessarily negate the the patterns that we've developed. To adapt our coping habits don't necessarily change just because our external behavior changes. Our external reality. What we have. So yeah, this is deep. I'm not I'm not gonna fix you in a podcast episode, by the way. I actually can't fix you at all. Right? But starting to notice, are there places where you kind of hit a wall in your business? Are there places where you always kind of go sideways, right? Maybe you get everything lined up, you're about to launch an offer, and then all of a sudden you get sick, or all of a sudden your kids seem extra needy, or all of a sudden, you know, like you decide you hate your business name, and you're gonna start over from scratch. Has that happened more than once? You're probably starting to look at something that is indicating that you've hit your upper limit, that you've hit the extent of where you feel comfortable and safe where you feel okay or what are what you're used to. Last uh, September, we hit a, a milestone in my business almost a year ago now. And it took me until, until April to get past that revenue point, to like significantly get past it. It took me like six plus months for no reason. There's no reason why we weren't growing, except that I was stopping us. I was not my, who I am was stopping us, stopping me from taking the kind of action that creates those results. So we want to start from this become place. And that's not work that's one and done. It's not, maybe you can tell, right? It's not something that just magically shifts. Um, It can, I mean, we can have immense healings. We can have those moments that like pivot our entire lives, but I find there's usually a new layer. There's a new level, right? For me, it seems to be every time that we hit a new revenue kind of level, everything just collapses again. (laughs) I'd love to get to a place where I don't feel that way. (laughs) But that's 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 what keeps happening. So that's like my work. I'm like, okay, cool, Sarah. You don't think it's safe to make more money. You're afraid people are gonna hate you. You're afraid that you're gonna be judged. You're afraid people are gonna say you're greedy, that you're a bad person for making money. Yeah, I am afraid of that. I'm totally afraid of being ostracized for making money. So it's not surprising that I continue to put myself in situations where even if as I make more money, I don't benefit from it, I don't get paid, um, or I stop myself from making more. So that's mine. What's yours? What outcomes are you continuing to recreate, even though they're not the ones you want? Because those are what's going to point you back towards the thoughts, the emotions, and the beliefs that are are running in your unconscious mind that have become habits hardwired that need to change in order to achieve the results you desire. And again, just to bookend that, right? We're talking about where you do have control, where you do have personal agency, recognizing that for some of you, this is going to be much deeper work. This is therapy work. This is somatic healing work. This is, not, this is coaching work. It's not just like thinking about it while listening to a podcast, and that we all have different levels of access. Right. And there are things outside of your control that are fighting against you, 110%. Once we start to work there, then we can begin to go into the attract pillar. Now, a lot of these things happen simultaneously, but when we're teaching or creating frameworks, part of what we're doing is simplifying, right? Part of what we're doing is breaking things down in a way so that we can move through them in a process. The reality is that it's a lot of two steps forward, one step back, three step forwards, 10 steps back, right? We don't ever get done with the become work. We don't get done with any of it. That's why the holistic business framework is actually designed for you to go through again and again and again, because it doesn't matter what level of business you are. Most of us still have the same problems. <laughs> they might change a little bit, but it, it, business is simple. So I find that most of the time, it's like one of these three areas that we're having, a tro- having trouble with. The attract pillar of a holistic business, oh, I say one more thing in the become pillar before we go on, is that this is also where your values come to play, right? Who are you being? And how do your values show up in who you're being? Core values, as we've talked about this at length this summer in particular, but core values as a a way to make decisions in your business is absolutely critical. They act as a filter for your decision-making process. And, you know, folks either love or hate core values exercises, in my experience. A lot of times we really judge our values. We think they should be different. But really, though, your values are going to be the ones that tell you whether or not something's in alignment with you. And that that value work has to be done in concert with this being work, with this belief level work. Because sometimes our, our, our challenging, limiting beliefs can show up as values, Right they can actually kind of trick us into stopping us from having success under the guise of values. A big one I see here is accessibility, right? If accessibility is a core value for you, but you also have a belief that making more money makes you a bad person, then that accessibility value will give you the excuse to not charge adequately. Right? Or to work yourself overwork yourself out of out of some guilt or, or martyr kind of thing. I see it all the time. So just being mindful of those that interplay. With our values and our, our kind of deeper work running in the background, <laughs> then we get to step into attracting our customers. I like the word attract because there's a sense of, of magnetism there, of, of us being who we truly are, and that that brings the right people towards us. And even though some of the, the techniques that we talk about, In in the holistic business framework in the holistic business academy that I teach are more active, right? Attract doesn't necessarily mean passive. I think that's like one of the big, the big like, hear me, hear my voice. Um, the big problems I have with a lot of new age thought is how how passive it is, as if you just like think of something and and that's all, you know. And I actually don't think that's, I don't believe it's true necessarily, but I also don't believe that um. I don't believe that it's empowering to tell people to not take action. I, I, I'm always going to suggest that you take action, even if that action is actively choosing not to take action. <laughs> I'm going to always encourage you to step into choice. So when we're attracting our customers, what we're doing is being that person who has the business we want, right? We're actually stepping into that role of who we need to be. And it's in being who we are in addition to being clear on who we help and how we help them, that we attract our customers. Just yesterday I was doing a free coaching Friday in the Facebook group and somebody asked, you know, uh, is kind of I could see it was kind of stuck it's kind of stuck in a story that they need to like build an audience before they sell anything. Well, that's not true. You attract your customers by selling. You attract your customers by speaking to their concerns and witnessing them where they are, showing them how you understand and how you can help. Attracting an audience, attracting people to your business, is simply about stepping fully into your gifts and skills and how those can help other people. And this is why it gets challenging. Folks want to um, want to be passive about it, right? <laughs> to attract, <laughs> uh, just like as if like you send out the bat signal um, and and people just magically appear and. I gotta be honest, I know people for whom that's worked, but it's been it's been very far and few between. Most of us have to take a little bit more action. So when we understand how we help people and we are willing to step into our own expertise in that area, quick side note, being an expert does not mean that you have to be perfect or be the best, right? I, We need to break out of that paradigm because perfect doesn't exist. And I also don't think the best exists, really. Like, we're all working on a spectrum. We're all learning. Always learning. But you do need to step into what you do know. And to share that, to meet people where they are and help them decide whether or not they want the kind of help you provide. And we do this, first of all, by helping other people to see the beliefs that are maybe getting in the way of them getting the result they want. The become work that we do on ourselves is also work that we can help other people step into. A lot of folks are walking around with misconceptions. A lot of us, all of us maybe, (laughs) are walking around with beliefs or assumptions that have been instilled in us without us even noticing. One of the most powerful things we can do to attract folks to our work is to speak the truth as we see it, right? is to actually say what we know to be true based on our experience, to, to share the places where we see those assumptions, maybe because we've overcome them ourselves, you know, or the, because they're our own challenges, and, and witness where other people are challenged and help them. But if you don't know how you help people, it's going to be very hard to attract an audience that is ready to invest with you. And this is where Being that person who has the results you want means making some choices. Successful business owners take action. And it's not the same as, you know, I feel like the word action even has become kind of like maligned. Like this doesn't mean you have to hustle. It doesn't mean you have to work like 80 hours a week, though maybe some weeks you will, right? But you have to do something. You have to say, I help people with this thing. I provide this service. I make this thing. If you don't tell anyone about it, they can't possibly know about you. And then, once we start to attract folks, we want to convert them. And in this case, we're talking about conversion, as in bringing them from being audience members to customers or clients. That's all the word convert means, right? Bring them from one side to another. So when we're working with this in the convert pillar, what we're doing is helping people to make decisions. The folks who are there, first of all, you know, I I hear this all the time. Oh, I don't want to sell because I don't want to bother people, y'all. People can unsubscribe, they can unfollow, they can go on their merry fucking way, right? Stop taking away the personal agency of your customers. Like they can't make a decision for themselves about whether or not they want to engage with you, even if you have a quote-unquote large Instagram following. And here's a Sarah rant. You know, having like 50,000 or 100,000 or 200,000 Instagram followers is not real power. Let's, let's stop. Like, (laughs) like we're so, it's not real power. Um, Like, people can leave, (laughs) right? You are not like, you are, it doesn't, we're so, we're so separated from what real power is, right? We're seeing it right now you do not control your followers. So, by preventing them from hearing an offer from you cuz you don't want to bother them, that that's you exerting that that's you trying to remove their personal agency. Let them decide for themselves. People unfollow me all the fucking time. Some of you are going to listen to this podcast episode and be like, "Man, Sarah's full of shit." and leave. That's fine. I'll be I'll be candid. I am way too tired to care. I bless you. Go on your merry way. Find the right person for you. <laughs> So when we're converting people, we're helping them to make a decision. And you pretending you're not running a business by like not talking about it on Instagram or not telling anyone, that's not helping anyone make a decision. Generally, when we're purchasing something, we're looking to solve a problem. Right? And, and inside the Holistic Business Academy, we talk about some of the different things that motivate people to buy. We buy to, to bring beauty into our lives. We buy to affirm our values. We buy to solve problems. We buy to, um, to, get, to, to get something faster, right? Make something easier for ourselves. Convenience is a big one right now. I mean, always, but yeah, you know, that's definitely a, ma- a major side effect of, of capitalist productivity is, is, is convenience is important. So when we're making investments, what we're really doing is deciding whether or not this is the problem we want to prioritize solving right now. And that's what we're doing when we're converting people. We're looking at the folks we've attracted, the folks who we have spoken to, we've shared our truth with, we've shared information with, we have told them about the problem that we help them with. And we're asking, do you want my help with this? Yes or no? And That's all it is. That's all selling is. It's saying, hey, I help people with this problem. Is that a problem you have? And do you want help with it? Yes or no? It's not about you. It's about you being the kind of person who has the results you want, right? So when we get to this level of convert, this is where a lot of that become work emerges, right? How can we stand fully in believing in our work? How can we share our voices? And how can we ask people for their money? (laughs) How can we do that in a way that feels ethical? You know, yes, there are manipulations and scare tactics and all sorts of things that that happen in sales and have for for centuries if not millennia. This is actually not new. Marketing is not even new. I saw someone talking about marketing kind of emerging in the in the early 20th century and you know, yes, like there was a advertising and marketing in the way that we think of it now sure emerged then, but Folks have been marketing for millennia. Marketing is just storytelling. It's just being human and trying to solve problems for other humans. And and sometimes, you know, that yes, people do use that to manipulate. But that's why that attract part is so important too, because what we're doing is we're only attracting people to us who have problems that we help solve, right? Those are the people whose, whose eyes and ears and attention we're asking for. We're not trying to invent problems. So when it comes time to convert someone, you're not inventing a problem. You're not saying, oh, hey, I see this thing is wrong with you. You should buy my thing to solve the problem you didn't know you had. We're asking people, hey, you engage with me, so I bet you might have this problem because that's what I talk about a lot. Do you want help solving that? And that's it. That's what it looks like to have a holistic business. We start with you. Because you are the foundation. Who you are being, your values, your goals, your dreams. You are the foundation of your business. But we don't stay there. Because your business ultimately isn't just about you. It's about the people you're here to serve and support and care for through your work. And when we attract them by being honest and true and, and speaking to people about what they're challenged by in a way that is supportive and shows them possibility. And then ask them if they want to go deeper. And they don't have to. They don't. You're not going to force them to pull their credit card out. You can't. (laughs) Ask them if it's something they want. They can opt out. They can say no. People say no to me all the time. It's okay. (laughs) There are folks who have been actively engaging with my work for years and never purchased a thing from me, and that's okay. But for the folks who want to go deeper, we have ways to do that, and you need to be comfortable letting them know that your time, your knowledge, and your experience, and what you help them get is worth an investment. If they want to do it with you, it's worth an investment. And also, it's them investing in themselves, too. I do sometimes dream of what a culture would look like where money is not such a top value. But that's a place where we can actually kind of hack our own belief systems to motivate ourselves to do something. When we invest in something, we care about it more. (laughs) When we invest in something, and it could be money, it could be time too, it could be other resources, but money's the big one. When we invest in something, we show up. We show up for ourselves. We're betting on ourselves. We're saying, I can do this. I can make this happen. I can create this change in my life. I can get this result. I can enjoy this moment. And that's one of the things that we get to give people is the opportunity to bet on themselves, to bet on their ability to change and to support them in getting there. So with these three pillars, becoming the kind of business owner who has the results you want, right? Being that person first taking the action to attract those customers, and then creating the results you want by actually converting them into customers. <laughs> actually asking for the sale, supporting them in the decision-making process, doing so in a way that is ethical and aligned while still standing in your value, in your boundaries. That's what it means to have a holistic business. And those kinds of businesses, they matter. Businesses that question that lead with values, that are curious, that help people solve their problems and that do so through a lens of creating a better world. And also, as I said at the beginning, we need you resourced. I need each of you making more money. (laughs) I need all of you making more money. Anyone listening to this show, any of you who are interested in having businesses that actually create change in your communities, it starts with you making more money. You know, we hear a lot in, in spiritual land, you can't pour from an empty cup. And we tend to think about this, that a lot in terms of like rest and ease and self-care and all of that's awesome. It also means money. <laughs> we don't live in a culture where you're okay if you don't have money. It's fucked up. But as a business owner, you get to create money. That's one of the gifts of having your own business. You literally can create money. Once you master the skills of, of having a holistic business, it's become a track convert, you can generate revenue essentially at any time. Maybe not always as much as you want, or maybe you know, not as easily as you want, but you can. These are skills that we teach inside the Holistic Business Academy. Even more than like tools and tips. Like in HBA, we don't actually talk a ton about like specific. Like social media platforms or like things like that. Like we teach really foundational. Foundational is not the same as basic, by the way. But like foundational marketing and sales, so that you can apply it where whatever you do, right? It's actually all the same stuff. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're if you're selling poetry or you're selling handbags or you're selling courses. It's the same tools, and we need you to learn those things so that you can make more money. Because when you have more money, when you have more resources. Not only because I know you and I I, I know your heart. Do I know that that means you'll be giving back more? That you'll be donating? That if you're white, you'll be practicing reparations? Like, I know your heart, if you're here. That you'll do great things with the money you have. But you also deserve money. You deserve to be paid. You deserve to have a house where you are safe. You deserve to have health care. You deserve to have good food. You deserve, God, you deserve cool stuff. You deserve to be able to support other small business owners and buy awesome things. It's okay to want to be cared for in that way. Because you're not a billionaire. You're not a trillionaire. You're not profiting off of the pain and suffering of others. You're not trying to keep people in pain and suffering so they have to keep buying things from you. You're trying to help them solve their problems. And you deserve to be compensated so that you can be cared for and well and have a full cup to pour from in your life, and your work, and in your community and in your sphere of influence. Not everyone's called to be a business owner. And that's okay. Not everyone needs to be. I feel like entrepreneurship is like so hot right now, and like not everyone needs to be a business owner. I have a business and I'm glad I have people who work with me in my business who don't want to be business owners, right? Like, I need people to work with me. I can't do this alone. I don't do this alone. Thank goodness. But if you are called to be a business owner, it's because one of your gifts is generating revenue, is creating money, is redistributing wealth, (laughs) is generating wealth for yourself and for your sphere of influence, is being able to help people. So this is the pep talk I needed today. Because, yeah, I'm going to take the rest of the weekend off. And I'm going to be fucking sad and filled with rage. I'm filled with rage. But I need to keep doing my job. Not just to pay my bills and because my dog eats a lot of food. But because my job is helping you do your job. And we need you to do your job. Because you more resourced, you doing great work in this world, you creating a values-led business, that will change the world. I believe it. And it matters. And we need more money and we need more resources in the hands of people who are going to change the world. So don't let the overwhelm get you down. Take a break, take a rest, take care of yourself. But if you do that, you still feel the impulse, and you still feel the call. Then please don't let that stop you from doing your work, because we need you. We need your help. We need your skills. We need your joy. We need your pain and your grief too. We need you well enough to feel it all and to keep helping people. Thanks for tuning in today. No, oh, I guess I'm supposed to say. And if you want to learn more about the Holistic Business Framework, come watch our free training. I know I'm not doing a great job of selling right now. Um, (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. You can check out the training at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash impact. We'll link that up in the show notes. And I just want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate those of you who are dealing with immense grief, pain, and rage. And still showing up for yourself and your customers and your community. I appreciate those of you who are giving back. Whether that's with your time and your energy. Whether that's with your money. And I appreciate those of you that are joining me in trying to envision a new world. And to create a new one. To keep revising, rebuilding, and not giving up. I wish you well. I wish you peace. I wish you joy. I wish you rest. I wish you care. I'll see you next week. Bye for now.